December is the biggest sales month for most authors. Why? Because books make for great gifts. So how do you get your book to be the go-to Christmas gift this year? Find out in this episode of Novel Marketing, the longest-running book marketing podcast in the world. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr., CEO of Author Media, and this is the show for writers who want to build their platform, sell more books, and make a living writing books worth talking about. But before we get to the promotion tips, I have something important to say, and that is, don't let publishing ruin your Christmas. I want you to remember that this is a time to spend with your family. And the last thing I want to do is add stress to an already stressful time. So here are some strategies to reduce your stress. And the first one is to take a break. It's okay to take a break from marketing to spend time with your family. If your book is good and you already have a fan base, even if you do nothing, people will still buy your book as a gift. That said, more people will buy your book as a gift if you remind them, (laughs) a lot more. But it's okay to take a break if that's what you need. For example, I will be taking a break from this podcast. (laughs) I plan to take a couple of weeks off to spend time with my family. The second tip is to promote ahead of time. Do as much of your promotion as you can way before Christmas starts. The earlier you promote your book ahead of Christmas, the more time you will have around Christmas to enjoy with your family. And the next tip is to put marketing on autopilot. And many of the tactics we're going to talk about can be scheduled ahead of time. For example, if you hear any more episodes from me this month, it will be because I scheduled them to come out while I'm on holiday, as they would say in the UK. The next tip is to create a template. Once you do your first Christmas season promo, use what you did as a template for next time. And you can reuse a lot of the material next year, or at the very least, use last year's email as a starting point so you don't have to start from scratch. For more time-saving tips, I have a whole episode called How to Spend Less Time Marketing Your Book. It's one of our most popular episodes of all time because it allows you to be more effective with less time. Speaking of templates, that leads us to our first tip, which is to make a plan. I recommend that you create a written marketing plan for the holiday season, and I recommend that you break it into three phases, prep, promo, and echo. So prep starts October 1. This phase is when you get things in order. You write your blog posts, you gather your gift ideas, you write your emails, you record your podcast episodes, all of it. The goal is to get as much done as possible during this prep season so that when Christmas starts, you can put it all on autopilot. That way you can spend your holiday season baking cookies and playing Scrabble. <laughs> so it's, it doesn't have to be either or, where it's like, oh, I, you know, I can't spend time with my family. I'm promoting my book. No, almost every tool, whether it's email, podcast, blogging, all the kinds of tools that I recommend can all be put on autopilot. You can schedule posts to come out in the future. Waiting to the last minute is something shoppers do. It's not something sellers do. (laughs) So if you want to sell your book, if you want to be a best seller, you need to think like a seller, and that means starting way ahead of time. And I realize you may be listening to this episode, you know, after October 1. That's okay, right? Christmas comes every year. (laughs) So, you know, you do a little this year, you do a little more next year, you build on that template, you develop your plan, 
And after a while, you have an engine that every December brings in really solid sales. So the second phase is promo. This is when you actually start promoting your book. And it starts after the American Thanksgiving, which is called Black Friday. And interestingly, countries like the UK and Canada also have Black Friday, even though they don't have Thanksgiving. So Black Friday really has become the day to kick off the Christmas shopping season. And I feel like a Black Friday is a really good starting point for you, for your kind of Christmas promotion strategy. And then the third phase is the echo phase, which starts December 26th. There's two waves of holiday shopping. The first wave consists mostly of people buying physical books as gifts to give to others. The second echo wave is people buying themselves books and ebooks and audiobooks with the gift cards they receive for Christmas. In Canada and the UK and the rest of the Commonwealth, they have a name for the shopping day after Christmas. They call it Boxing Day. And in some of those countries, it's an official holiday. The banks are closed. You get time and a half if you have to work that day. It's a national shopping holiday. And while shoppers in the United States don't celebrate Boxing Day by name, we honor it in our actions. <laughs> Americans are very good at honoring shopping holidays, even the ones we don't know about. After Christmas, we have billions of dollars worth of gift cards burning holes in our pockets. And as prices go up with inflation, we want to spend those gift cards now before prices go up again. So realize the week after Christmas, or really the two weeks after Christmas, are key. We'll talk more about that in a second. So strategy number two is to do a Black Friday deal. Even brands like Apple, which rarely do discounts, offer a Black Friday deal of some kind. If you have control over the pricing of your book, consider putting it on sale starting Black Friday and extending at least through Cyber Monday. Once you have that discount scheduled, make sure to email your list about the discount. And, and this is key, remind them to forward the email to anyone they think would enjoy your book. It's not just about hitting your list. It's about encouraging your list to forward that email to a friend. Strategy number three is to remind readers that books make great gifts. And this is really important. You are an author. You think about books and writing all the time. Regular people don't. They have a million things going on. They have busy lives. And while they like books and they like the idea of books, they don't think about books nearly as much as you do. And that's okay. But if you want them to buy your book this Christmas, you need to give them a gentle nudge. <laughs> you need to remind them that books make great gifts. And this is where your marketing comes in. Every single reader that you have has someone on their shopping list who's hard to buy for. We all have that one person who's hard to buy for. And likely the easiest kind of gift for that person is a book. <laughs> in fact, you, even you, an author, may be thinking of someone who's hard to buy for and you're just now thinking, oh yeah, a book would be a great gift for them. And if that's true with you, an author who thinks about books all the time, how much more so would it be true for someone who is not an author? <laughs> so what do you get the person who has everything? A great book. Buying someone a book who has everything is like saying, uh, there's a lot of terrible books out there, but this one, I think you will like this one. And it's a great gift because you're not just giving them the gift of the book. You're also giving them the gift of figuring out which book is a good book to buy. And that's a very valuable thing. If every author sent out an email saying, don't forget books make great gifts in the subject line, we would see a massive surge in sales. Granddad doesn't need another tie. He needs a great book. <laughs> and along those lines, strategy number four is to create a gift guide. 
Think about your target reader, the person I like to call Timothy, your specific human being who reads your books, and then ask, what would Timothy want for Christmas? Then put together a gift guide of cool gifts you think he would like. Include your books in the list, include similar books, and anything else you think he would enjoy. For bonus points, use affiliate links and schedule the email or blog post to go out way ahead of time. And I will say, for many websites like BuzzFeed, they make a big chunk of their annual revenue from affiliate revenue from their Christmas gift guides. This is a surprisingly big source of revenue. It's a big source of revenue for me. I do a big Black Friday roundup where I collect all the best Black Friday deals and I post them to authormedia.social and I put affiliate links. You know, I, I clearly mark that they're affiliate links and a lot of listeners wait for me to post the affiliate links to find the deals. And it's a great way to support the show. And I know many of you did that this Black Friday and I just want to say thank you. <laughs> I saw the clicks coming in. And that goes straight to support the production of this podcast and whatever's left over goes to support my kids, (laughs) my family. The other benefit of creating a gift guide is that it can be great uh, for getting your book to rank in search engines, right? You want your book not just to rank for, you know, cozy small town romance, but it would be great if you got your book to rank for gift guides for mom type search phrases. And the best way to do that is to write a blog post that are great gifts for a small town mom or what have you. Obviously, tweak it for your Timothy. The next strategy is to share book-themed recipes. Do the dwarves in your book celebrate a winter holiday called Candletide? If so, share some recipes of what those dwarves eat. (laughs) Or uh, perhaps one of your characters in your cozy romance has a famous cookie recipe, right? Or a special way to make eggnog. Share those recipes on your blog and in your email newsletter. There are ways you can share recipes for nonfiction, too. If you have a diet book, you know, for sure, share healthy alternatives to the decadent seasonal dishes. Or if you have a book on stress, you might share the least stressful way to bake a pie, (laughs) right? There's a lot of ways that you can look at this. So think about your book, think about your Timothy, and think about some fun recipes you could share. Strategy number six is to create a gift basket. If you sell your books directly on your website, you could create a special Christmas bundle that includes your book, but also includes perhaps a box of chocolates or some nuts, you know, other sorts of things you'd put in a Christmas gift basket. And you can work with, and I recommend that you work with, local shops to source the foods for that gift basket. And as you're working with them to source those foods, See if they would be willing to sell the gift basket, which includes their foods and your book, in their store. (laughs) This is a great way to open up the local chocolate shop as a venue for selling your book. The chocolate shop wins because you're selling their chocolates on your website, and you win because the chocolate shop is selling your book in their store. The one warning here is to be careful with alcohol. In most places, you need a special license to sell alcohol, and selling alcohol online across state borders is a big (laughs) no-no. You could be breaking dozens of laws doing that. We never fully ended prohibition in the United States as far as the laws are concerned. So while a wine shop can sell a gift basket with a bottle of wine, a box of chocolates, a bath bomb, and your cozy romance book, if you were to sell that basket on your website, you'd need to remove the bottle of wine. Don't shoot the messenger the laws are what they are. But you can have a great gift basket without the bottle of wine. Working with local shops to create a gift basket is a million-dollar idea for the author who has the hustle to make it happen. Most of you listening 
already wrote this idea off because it sounds like work. And you need to realize that all the other authors thought the same thing, and so they're not doing it. This is a strategy that is open. It's right there on the buffet table for anyone with the hustle to make it work, and it could make you a lot of money, especially if you sell books directly on your website and you independently publish. And I will make you this offer. If you do this strategy, you create a gift basket, share how it goes with me. I might have you on the podcast to share the story. (laughs) Strategy seven is to create a Christmas book bundle. Connect with other authors who write similar books to yours and create a book bundle. And then you sell that bundle of books on your website. So for $49, you get these eight paper books that are all epic fantasies or all military science fiction or all cozy romances. And what's great about this strategy is only one of the eight authors needs to have a website to sell directly to create the bundle. You could also create a special ebook bundle that includes all of your books collected together. And this could work as well. Ebook bundles are popular with readers. They tend to be uh, high margin. And with this, you don't even need the ability to sell directly on your website. Strategy eight is to write a Christmas short story. A great gift you can give your super fans is a short story about one of your characters during Christmas. My favorite short story of all time is Jim Butcher's short story, Christmas Eve. I think I cried the first time I read it, and I might have cried the second time I read it. (laughs) It's that good. And this isn't an urban fantasy book, a book about wizards and vampires, and yet it has an incredibly touching Christmas short story. Now, Jim Butcher just gives the short story away for free on his website. No sign up required. I'll have a link to it in the show notes to an illustrated version. I think one of his fans put together an illustrated copy of it. It's just that good. But you could also, and he could have, connected this as a reader magnet to grow his list. So it's up to you. You can use the short story as a reader magnet, or you can just give it away for free as a generous Christmas gift. Both work. And they're both good ideas, way better than doing nothing, not having a short story. Strategy number nine is to partner with a charity. December is the biggest giving month of the year, and not by a little. It's for a lot of charities. They bring in twice as much money in December as they do in any other month, sometimes more. You can help encourage this by picking a charity to promote. There are a couple of ways to do this. The one that most authors do is to say you're going to donate all the proceeds of sales from your book or for your website to charity. I don't like this strategy because one, it requires trust. They have to trust that you are actually going to donate the money. And some unscrupulous authors may say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give all the money to the Red Cross. And then they quietly pocket it or they only give a percentage. It's also tricky because some e-commerce stores don't allow you to make this presentation because they don't trust you <laughs> to actually give the money. And they don't want to be liable for fraud, right? Some random author says, yeah, yeah, the money's going to, you know, help, you know, victims of the Ukraine war. And then they pocket it and then Amazon gets sued. So this isn't the way that I recommend doing it. What I recommend doing is to give a free copy of your book to everyone who donates to that charity during the promotion. Now, smaller charities would be willing to partner with you and maybe even willing to hand your book to donors. Some charities will give their donors thank you gifts. Thank you for being a donor all year. Here's a thank you gift. Could be a paper copy of your book or an ebook copy of your book. Now, if you want to do this with a big charity, let's say the Red Cross. The Red Cross isn't going to work with you and give a copy of your book to all their donors. They're too big and you're too small. But you could still give 
a free copy of your book to everyone who donates to the Red Cross. How you would do it is you would say, hey, forward me the receipt that you got from the Red Cross that you donated, right? Here's a link to donate to the Red Cross. You donate, they're going to email you back a thank you. Every charity emails back a thank you. In some cases, they're legally required to do that, especially if they're a nonprofit because people need a record that they made the charitable contribution. So you just have your readers forward you the record of that charitable contribution, and then you email them a link to your book funnel where they can get a free copy of your book. In fact, you could do a donate to any charity, any amount, and you get a free copy of my book type promo, and you're promoting a lot of charitable giving, and you're potentially growing your email list very big. It's a great win-win because in order to get your book through BookFunnel, they have to give you the email address for the book to be delivered. This is the way I recommend doing it. And it doesn't require nearly as much trust. Strategy 10 is a scavenger hunt. You could create a Christmas-themed scavenger hunt for your readers. For best results, team up with a team of similar authors for the scavenger hunt. And I have an entire episode on scavenger hunts, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes. This episode is about to fall off the feed. If you're listening right as this episode comes out, scroll to the very bottom of the episodes. I think it's the very last episode because it's 300 episodes ago. This is a very old episode. I may need to rehash it soon. So listen to it right now. You'll always be able to listen to it on the website, but it won't be available in the apps. Uh, but it's a great interview with an author who put together Scavenger Hunt and how she did it. Strategy 11 is to write a Twas the Night Before Christmas poem for your book or for your story world. This is one of the most riffed on poems of all time. It's actually a really easy poem form to get in and start swapping out the themes and the characters and to do your own Night Before Christmas poem. And the wonderful thing about this strategy is, one, it's, it's fun. It's a great blog post. It's a great email. But it's also completely legal. <laughs> Twas the Night Before Christmas is so old, it's in the public domain. So you can remix it to your heart's content, right? You can... "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all throughout Narnia, all the creatures were hiding from the evil white witch, right? And you, you start telling the story, and it's just fun. It's just fun. And you can share this with your email newsletter and blog. I wouldn't do this as a reader magnet. I don't think it's that fun, but I think it's a great way to add some jingle bells to your communication with your readers. Strategy 12 is to write an entire book, a Christmas book. Just like how most musicians end up recording a Christmas album eventually, many authors do the same. <laughs> Not with music, though, but with a Christmas book. You know, obviously, this is going to be a next Christmas kind of idea. It takes a long time to write a Christmas book. But once you have a Christmas book, you have something to promote each holiday season. And if you don't want to write the whole book all by yourself, you could team up with other authors to collaborate on a Christmas anthology of short stories. I think this works really well for romance you know, a bunch of short Christmas romances. But it, I think it could also work for mystery, right? A bunch of short Christmas mysteries. There's a lot you could do here teaming up with other authors. But don't underestimate, you know, as you're kind of planning out your next five, ten books in your career, adding a Christmas-themed book to the mix, right? Marvel does this. Iron Man 3 is very unnecessarily Christmas-themed, as is the Hawkeye TV show, right? Why are they Christmas-themed? Why not, right? <laughs> you never know when your book could become the next Die Hard and suddenly it's added to all of the Christmas lists because, yes, technically, it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, strategy 13 is to add some Christmas sizzle to the cover of your book. 
Now, some authors see a big boost in sales by simply adding a red bow to their ebook cover in December, and then they'll swap it back to the regular cover in January. Why does this boost sales? Because it reminds readers that books make great gifts. This message has got to get reinforced because people forget. You know, it's the perfect price. It's the per- it's easy to wrap. It's a great gift, and ebooks also make great gifts. And I've noticed the strategy tends to work best for romance and women's fiction. I don't think putting a bow on your military sci-fi book will help boost sales. But what would boost sales for a military science fiction book is strategy 14, which is to optimize your Amazon description for Christmas search terms. So we've talked about how to rank in Amazon search results in previous episodes. And I'll have a link to our interview with Dave Chesson about Amazon SEO. And in that episode, we talk about ranking for phrases, you know, like cozy romance and identifying which phrases you want to rank for. And there's the kind of evergreen phrases like cozy small town romance that you want to rank for throughout the year. But in December, there are also phrases like book ideas for mom (laughs) that you also want to rank for great gifts for dad. And so editing your Amazon description and adding the phrase, you know, perfect Christmas gift for the teen in your life. One reminds people that books make great gifts, which they need to be reminded. But it also happens to have a lot of great keywords that you would want to rank for in December. And then in January, you can take that phrase out of your description if you'd like. This is the wonderful thing about Amazon descriptions and metadata in general is that it's easy to edit. In this kind of metadata, changing this kind of metadata, we have an episode on. I have a whole episode specifically on metadata, which is one of those little secret strategies that separate authors who sell a lot of books from authors who don't. And it's not complicated. You just need to learn about it. And the episode is yours to listen to for free. And the title of that episode is How to Use Metadata to Sell More Books. Strategy 15 is to host a party. Every year, I host a special New Year's party for the members of my mastermind groups. We reflect on the past year, we make plans for the next year, we laugh, we have a good time, and we talk about science fiction and fantasy, at least in the after Christmas party. The nerds stick around. And we do all of this over Zoom. And you could do something similar. You could host a Christmas party or a candle-tied party with your fans on Zoom or Discord or Crowdcast invite your email subscribers, just hang out and have a good time. For best results, I wouldn't make this a big like promotional thing. It's not a sales pitch for your book. It's just a fun time with your fans. It's it's about building goodwill and enjoying the uh, festive season. The 16th strategy is company gift baskets. Remember, books make great gifts. And who gives a lot of gifts? Companies. Big companies give something to their employees for Christmas. In fact, they often give a basket of things. They don't give just a single thing. You know, some companies just give a company T-shirt. But many companies do more than that. They have a basket of gifts, and often even a cash bonus that they give their employees. I remember talking with one indie author who sold between 15,000 and 20,000 physical books every year with just this strategy. Uh, what he would do is he would spend a couple of months cold calling HR managers of companies and pitching them to include his book in their employee gift baskets. HR managers often forget that books make great gifts. And as soon as they get given the idea, they're like, oh, yeah, that would be a great inclusion of our gift basket. And what's great about the strategy is that because of how many books he sold this way, 
he was able to offset print his books, which brought down the cost of physical copies down to $1.50 or $2 a copy. And the retail price of those books was $15 or $16 a copy, but he was selling them to the companies at $5 or $10 a piece. And so that's an $8 profit, potentially, times 20,000 sales. That's $160,000. This author was providing for his whole family all of his expenses with just this one strategy (laughs) and all without selling through Amazon or worrying about bestseller rankings. This is not an author who ranked well on Amazon. All he did was smile and dial, reach out to the HR directors at companies and get them to buy, you know, $500 worth of his books here, $1,000 worth of his books there. He'd mail them the box of his books and everybody left happy. So can you think of a company or a nonprofit whose employees would enjoy getting your book as part of their gift basket? If so, reach out to the person who's responsible for making that decision and remind them books make great gifts. (laughs) Strategy 17 is to offer something for last minute shoppers. So while books make for great gifts, eBooks and audiobooks and audible subscriptions for that matter, make for great last minute gifts. So I recommend sending out an email on December 22nd, December 23rd, somewhere in that window with links on how to buy your ebook or audiobook as a gift for someone. Because some people don't know, oh, I can buy an ebook as a gift for somebody else's Kindle. How do I do that? So put the instructions in the email. Walk them through how to buy a digital copy of your book as a gift. Strategy 18 is to price pulse your book for gift card sales on Boxing Day. So like I talked about, Americans celebrate Boxing Day, even though we don't realize it. (laughs) We have billions of dollars of gift cards burning holes in our pockets, and we might as well spend it on your book. So consider reducing the price of your book to make it more appealing for readers or doing other promotions specifically for Boxing Day or what I guess you could call gift card week. (laughs) A little bit of promotion can go a long way, especially for your ebook. A common gift for Christmas is a new Kindle. And for a reader who just got their very first Kindle and a gift card, you know, a Kindle gift card to to buy books, invite them to have your book be the first book they download on their Kindle. (laughs) For more on price pulsing, this is a really solid strategy. And I really deep dive into this in another episode titled How to Use Price Pulsing to Supercharge Your Backlist Sales. And I'll have a link to that episode in the show notes. Uh, Strategy 19 is that New Year's Day may be your day. So people make a lot of resolutions the first day of the year. And for many of them, the next thing they do is to go and buy a book to help them hit their goal. So if you write nonfiction, email your list with a New Year's resolution themed email. You might also consider hosting a webinar about hitting New Year's resolutions goals related to your topic. This is a really powerful time when people are wanting to become a better version of themselves. And if your book helps people become a better version of themselves, you know, whether it's getting out of debt or losing weight or watching less TV, help them do that. Speaking of which, watching less TV is a common New Year's resolution. And if you write fiction, this is a great opportunity (laughs) to send an email out saying, reading more books this year, here are some great ones to get you started. Then feature your books and other related books and frame it in a, instead of watching TV, read these great books kind of way. And people will be thankful because it will remind them, oh yeah, just because I'm not watching TV this year doesn't mean that I have to stare at the wall. I can read a great book or listen to a great book as an audiobook, which is actually more fun than watching TV. <laughs> I'll often sit in front of a turned off TV listening to an audiobook because the audiobook is better. 
especially when it's well-written and well-narrated. And finally, strategy 20 is to pick a specific holiday to celebrate. If you want your marketing to resonate, to connect with people emotionally, to make them feel something, to bring a tear to their eye, you need to be specific. People don't connect with or even understand abstractions. Even the word abstraction is hard to understand. This is why there's no condiments aisle at the grocery store. Instead, there's a ketchup and mustard aisle. The word condiments is too abstract to be useful for marketing. Holidays, happy holidays, by its very nature, is an abstract phrase. And a mistake some authors make is that they wish their readers a happy holidays rather than picking a specific holiday. Big corporations are often compelled, or they feel compelled, to be generic with their marketing. And this is where you as an individual human being have a big advantage because you actually celebrate a specific holiday. December is a very dark month. And the farther north you are, the less sunlight you have and the more need you have psychologically to celebrate something, right? This is why December is a month filled with holidays and you celebrate a specific holiday. Be honest, you do. <laughs> and because of that celebration, you can wish people a happy whatever you celebrate in a very authentic way, in a way that shares your joy for your holiday with those people. And you can do it in a more authentic way than a generic corporation ever can. So if you celebrate Hanukkah and you wish your readers a happy Hanukkah, that is more authentic, more meaningful, more emotionally resonant than wishing them a generic happy holidays. Readers don't need to celebrate Hanukkah to smile when you wish them a happy Hanukkah. And this is also true for Christmas, solstice, lunar new year, etc. Now, if you write fiction, you can celebrate a holiday from your story world. If the dwarves of your book celebrate Candletide, then wish your readers a happy Candletide. Host a Candletide party for your subscribers and create Candletide recipes like we've already talked about. And I'll say this works in nonfiction too. Mike Duncan, author of the New York Times bestselling book on Roman history, The Storm Before the Storm. He is also the host of the History of Rome podcast. He wishes his listeners a happy Saturnalia. And Saturnalia, for those of you who are fans of Roman history, know is the biggest annual holiday for the ancient Romans, and it took place in December. Now, I'll say I'm a Christian. My family celebrates Christmas, and I wish people a Merry Christmas. And when I do, and when I smile at somebody and wish them a Merry Christmas, it brings a smile to their face, even if they don't celebrate Christmas. Why? Because I'm sharing my authentic joy with them. And people want that. <laughs> they want the people around them to share their authentic joy with each other, right? People are particularly depressed and sad in December. Why? Because it's so dark and <laughs> we need the holiday. We need that authentic joy shared. And you get so much more authentic joy from a real holiday rather than a generic, non-specific holiday. <laughs> this political correctness is making everyone so sad. So don't let people make you feel embarrassed for celebrating Christmas. Don't let the Grinches keep you from sharing your authentic joy with others. Now, as you can see, a lot of these strategies rely on having a large email list of readers, right? If you don't have anyone to email, how do you even use most of these strategies? Well, I've created a course to help. It's called the Author Email Academy, and it takes you from getting started, getting signed up with your email program or your email service, all the way from developing your reader magnet sending uh, emails that people want to read, how to rapidly grow your list. So if you're stuck in the hundreds, how do you get into the thousands? How do you avoid the spam filter? 
Uh, how do you write the kind of emails people want to forward and more? Even onboarding sequences. And we'll present how to create an onboarding sequence for your email newsletter. And you can buy this course. It will walk you through all of these steps at authoremailacademy.com. But wait, before you sign up, you may already have free access to this course. Well, how? Because it's included for free as part of Obscure No More. So if you're an Obscure No More student, there's nothing for you to buy. You just go through the course and learn how to build the kind of email list you've always wanted to have. And if you would like to learn more about Obscure No More, just go to ObscureNoMore.com. So it's AuthorEmailAcademy.com and ObscureNoMore.com. Our featured book today is Remarkable Advent by Shauna Lettler. With breathtaking imagery and captivating storytelling, Remarkable Advent will prepare your heart to celebrate God's greatest gift with 25 daily readings for your family. Rediscover the wonder of the first Christmas in this Advent devotional. Shauna Lettler, thank you so much for your help making this podcast happen. Shauna Lettler is behind the scenes, turning the transcripts of these episodes and the notes for these episodes into blog posts for the folks who don't want to listen to my voice for a whole podcast episode. Uh, speaking of the other folks who work on this episode, our producer is Lori Christine. The audio engineering is William Umstadt. And if you want to read that blog post version by Shauna Lettler, go to authormedia.com slash 351. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. saying live long, prosper, have a very Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Thank you for listening.